Welcome to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, where we feature physicians who are redefining the practice of medicine and changing the experience we have as doctors in medicine. We all know the system is broken, but we've decided not to complain about it anymore. We're out to fix it. I'm Dr. Una, your host. I'm a pediatrician and serial entrepreneur, but my passion is helping physicians create the freedom to live life and practice medicine on their terms. This is not just a podcast, it's a movement, a movement of change, and I invite you to be a part of it. Let's jump right in. Well, hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Um, I love coming on here to feature physicians who are doing amazing things. And today I have Dr. Heather Signorelli, who is totally amazing. Um, You're going to hear her story. You're going to hear about what she's doing now. And we are going to be talking about billing, which is one of my favorite things to talk about, because if you understand this, you can make your practice profitable. If you don't, it's kind of hard. And even if you did, you're leaving so much on the table. So we're going to demystify this and this is going to be really, really great. So Dr. Heather, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on and excited to talk about a fun topic. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you say fun because most physicians do not think about billing and think fun. Okay. Yeah. You guys can see why I invited her here. So I'm going to start off by asking you to introduce yourself to the audience. Of course. So Heather Signorelli. So I'm actually a pathologist by background. I'm a physician executive. So I oversee a large number of hospital laboratories in my day job and work for a big healthcare system. On the side, I am a serial entrepreneur. I love business side of things. Give me a good Excel spreadsheet and I'm a happy person. So um, now we have a lab consulting business as well as a medical billing company and really just here to serve physicians and help us uh, all educate each other on something that I just don't think we're taught in medical school. Love it. I'm going to take you back a little bit because I want people to have a deeper feel about how big a deal you are to which is like Dr. Una. Yes. Okay. So tell me how many hospitals you oversee. You even had an award recently I saw. I did. You did. Tell us all about it. I was named uh, the, one of the top 25 emerging leaders for modern healthcare. And I've also won an award for the uh, Choosing Wisely a few years ago. So that's like the utilization award. And so um, from ASCP. So um, uh, from a day job perspective, so I oversee close to 190 hospital laboratories from the clinical side. I work for a big healthcare system and have been doing this for about seven years, started out in private practice and then kind of went over to the corporate side, which I love. I, I love my job. I, we have a good company, a good team. So beautiful. Love it. So I will ask you this, right? What made you decide, I mean, you, you're only running 190 laboratories, right? And I I can imagine that that keeps you busy. And then you have the consulting business, but then you really were like, but we need to fix this billing thing, right? And what made you lean into that? Because you could have thought about it and said you're too busy. Um, And it's clear that this is a passion of yours. It's not a business to make a buck. It will make a lot of bucks, but the money is not the motivation. So, So what was the motivation? I love the business side of medicine. I think that from a career standpoint, that's what has moved me into that role in my day job. And to me, if we can help physicians understand the business side, really 
learn it from a simple perspective. You don't need to get into the weeds. You can learn some key things in your practice and have a lot of outcome from a revenue perspective based on that. And so for me, it's it's really that mission to help docs be able to stay in private practice should they decide to do that and be able to rock it in their business and be able to crush it. So yes. <laughs> I told you guys this is going to be an amazing conversation. So so let's go, let's go right into it, right? Okay. I'm sure you have your top mistakes that you've noticed doctors make when it comes to billing. And you're like, I wish I could just have a conference. You gather all the you know, 1 million physicians so I can tell them, avoid these things. What are those things? So it's funny you brought this up. We actually had a first billing metric mastermind this past weekend, which was a lot of fun and a huge hit. I would say the number one um, mistake I see is this idea of, I'm just going to close my eyes and it'll all be okay. And so my first recommendation, whether you've been in practice for 10 years or you're just starting a new practice, open your eyes when it comes to billing metrics, open your eyes to what's going on on the business side. Again, you don't need to do everything. You don't need to be in every single weeds, but you need to have a high level understanding of, of the revenue cycle management process of billing metrics. You should be having someone talk to you about every month. Again, you don't need to be doing the calculations. You don't need to be tracking down every patient and every claim, but you've got to have a big picture view of that so that they can give you the information in order to make decisions that are going to help your practice succeed. They're going to help your practice grow revenue. And if, if I may ask, what is one metric that you were, when you started, you know, delving into this, you were shocked that people did not look at? Oh my gosh. I, sometimes they're not looking at any. So that's right. You know, first step is look at something. Um, there's two metrics that to me are really important, right? Right. And some physicians who've been doing this a long time, you know, are like, yes, that's of course makes sense. It's account receivable. So, right. So what's the money in the pot that has yet to be paid? And there are MGMA metrics uh, and standards set to say, okay, well, after 90 days, the percentage of your AR, your accounts receivable should be less than, you know, 15%. And so you've got to track the total dollars and then the percent of that. And then the second metric is really the net collection rate or the net collection ratio. And this is about, okay, so say you charge $500 for a visit. Granted, we all know that nobody charges $500 for a visit, but let's pretend. So say it's, a, it's put, a happy place. We will pretend with that number. Like live in happy places. <laughs> so say we put, we, we charge $500 for something and the insurance company says, well, you're allowed $200 and say you're collecting that full $200, then your net collection ratio or rate is hundred percent. And so understanding that obviously over a big period of time, um, looking back into the past so that you can understand how is your billing process and how is it working? So those are the top two in the weeds uh, metrics. Obviously, there are things like clean claims rate or denial rate, which are basically just looking at the health of your overall process. Are you checking insurance eligibility? Are you, you know, does your front office collect your copays and direct deductibles? I mean, there's simple things like that that you really want to make sure you have dialed in. And again, if you have metrics and something's not going well, guess what? Then you can say, oh, well, I need to look into that and I need to change that process. And if you have a good billing team, they're telling you how to change it, when to change it. And you're not looking six, 12 months, you know, at lost revenue, you're fixing it way ahead of time. 
Now, somebody may be listening to this and they're like, yeah, I haven't really looked at that, you know, in the last two years, really. I've not paid attention to it. And, you know, we're kind of sort of still here and I'm too busy and too burned out to be bothered by it. But I find that when people know the return on investment of something, they're more willing to pay the price for it. And so what is the potential impact of going from, I don't really know my numbers to, I know my numbers and now I'm making strategic decisions based on my numbers. What difference could that make for a practice? On average, we would say about 20 to 25%. It can be up to 30%. And we've seen some practices that are much higher than that, who've just been in a, an unfortunate situations with their current billing team. And so it just depends, but I would say on average in that 20, 25% that you're missing out on from a revenue capture perspective. And just to put this into perspective, in the United States, $125 billion, with a B, dollars are missed every year because of inefficient medical billing and coding. And so that's a big number. And you know, with reimbursement going down, every dollar counts. We are not in a, a field anymore where we're just raking in the dough, closing our eyes. And so even met with somebody earlier this week and they recognize that it's even more important now to pay attention to these things. And now for a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast is sponsored by the EntreMD Business School. We didn't get any business education during our medical training, and this school fixes that. It is the only school of its kind that helps physicians become thriving entrepreneurs who make money, have impact, and have time for the things that matter. You will get the coaching, accountability, and community you need to be successful. To find out more and to save your spot, go to EntreMDBusinessSchool.com. And now for the rest of the episode. All right. So this is a lot. Okay. So you say 20 to 25% being left. So if I understand you correctly, that means if a practice celebrated because they brought in a million, but they hadn't been paying attention to this, that means they just kissed $200,000 goodbye. Yeah. If they're not paying attention to the metrics and they're not optimizing those benchmarks, absolutely. All right, people. So are you annoyed by looking at your numbers so much that you're willing to leave $200,000 on the table. Because if you're like, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not, I can be happy for $200,000. <laughs> you might want to look into these numbers. I love it. I love it. Now, you started a billing company and there are billing companies and people are looking for billing companies and billing companies have hurt people in the past, right? And so talk to me about what makes yours different. Um, why should somebody who's looking, maybe looking right now, go like, wow, Dr. Una, thank you so much for that podcast episode because I brought her team on board and they absolutely changed my life, changed my business, changed everything. So I'll say two things. So one, what made us do this is we actually sat down with a doc who had lost close to seven figures in their own practice. Um, it was over several years they recognized what was going on, but they almost didn't know how to fix it. And they couldn't get out of the billing contract and it was a mess. And so our mission on you know, starting this company is that we have a reliable data-driven company that understands the workflow and the practice 
specific, um, you know, challenges that physicians go through as a physician, myself, as somebody who sees and deals with revenue on the hospital side, I get it. We all get it. And we are absolutely, um, dedicated to making sure that every practice has the data that they need, you know, as we transition and that we're providing them with KPIs that they can put into place to help their practice succeed. So for us, it's more than just, we're providing a service. We are becoming a team member in their office that can think holistically about getting their practice where it should be. All right. So everybody, you heard her. That's her version. Let me tell you my version. <laughs> well, I'll just tell you based on observations from what you said. And, you know, we're initially in the same, you know, Facebook group when I started hearing you talk about the billing company and now you're in the Entrepreneur Business School. And, you know, for me, if if I were looking for a biller, the reason why I'll decide to work with you is one that you're an entrepreneur, which means you get it, right? There, there's a difference between working with somebody who is doing a task and working with somebody who sees the whole picture, like how it impacts everything. They're not the same, right? So one is that you're an entrepreneur. The second is, you know, that you you have you have the experience. Granted, it's on the hospital side and all of that, but you understand you know, we did this work and we need to get paid, right? And you've done that and you've read the statements and you've done it on a high scale. So you get it. The third is you clearly love this, right? Otherwise, because this is self-induced, you don't have to do this. No, right. (laughs) Again, like I literally sat last night and we've got a new practice we're working with and I'm like, okay, how can I get their metrics where they want? And what do I leave the Excel spreadsheets to look like? And again, we have team members and dedicated medical billers with 20, 30 years of experience, but I personally want to make sure that every practice we transition has what they need. And I am committed to that. Like I said, see what I mean? Okay. And it's metric driven. There is nothing annoying as a billing company who keeps giving you some version of, I got this. We do not care. We are looking at the numbers. The numbers are telling us something we don't like. Like, you know what I mean? What is going on? And so I just say that to say, I'm happy you do what you do and you're a physician, right? And so you get it. I I had, um, when I started learning coding, um, I would have the coding by the coders, nothing against the coders, but they're coders and I'm a physician, right? And then I went for a coding class by Paul Firth, who is a pediatrician out of Oklahoma, but he really geeked out on the, you know, the coding thing. And so I started teaching other, and everything made sense. And he could tie it to the bottom line. He tied, I was just like, this is amazing, right? Because we speak the same language and it's beautiful when you're working with someone who speaks the same language. So this is fantastic. So where do people find information on your company? We have a website. Uh, it is www.nationalrevenueconsulting.com. And then we also do a podcast, which gives uh, weekly tips and tricks in medical billing. And that is Rev, R-E-V-M-D. And um, speaking, we had a, a colleague who's been listening to our podcast. She actually said exactly what you said, that she was so excited that she's been listening to all kinds of podcasts on medical billing, but because we were able to tie it back clinically, she's like, it finally clicked. And so that meant a lot for, for us because we're actually helping those um, who are in the field and seeing patients. So it was exciting. Yeah. I, for some reason, I, I remember you talking about a podcast, but it didn't click that you had a pod. And then I was like, oh my goodness. And then I went, I think I listened to a few episodes. I was like, man, this is so good. Right. So guys, it's RevMD, like revenue, I'm mm-hmm. guessing, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. RevMD, 
RevMD, just go look for it there and, um, you know, work all of that. And for someone who listens to your podcast, what do you hope they'll get out of it? I hope they walk away with things they can actually do. I'm a doer. I'm an action oriented person. And so we try and have each one of our podcast episodes or our metric mastermind with something they can walk away with and go, okay, I'm going to meet with my billers or I'm going to make a change with my biller. I'm going to do something with this information. And so, um, and that it gives them the, the knowledge that it's not overwhelming. This doesn't need to be overwhelming. You can do this and you can rock it just like we did medical school. You're just speaking my language. You can do this and you can rock it. Yes. We're physicians. We can. Okay. Now there's somebody listening who is like, I don't even know where to start from, right? There's a reason why I ran away from looking at my numbers. There's a reason, like it's it's depressing, it's stress, it's depressing, it stresses me out and all of that. But they're kind of sort of committed to maybe starting this process. Where would you tell them to start from? The first place is really getting the courage to say, okay, I need to at least make a meeting, get a meeting together with my current billing team, outsourced or in-house, right? And sit down and go, okay, help me understand what metrics we do have. Even if you don't understand what the metrics mean that day, that's okay. Just sit down with them. First step, worry about what they mean later. Just say, okay, let's drive that connection and ask for them and then worry about the rest later. We, We always say, right, worry about the how later, just start. And so, and then as always, you know, we're always available uh, to sit down one-on-one and kind of help folks think about this and think about that next step. So, you know, certainly contact us. We've got a contact us page on the website and that goes directly to our small team. So we're happy to help. Love it. (laughs) Now, when it comes to the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast, I do say that this is more than a podcast. This is about a movement. Think about the value of what you do. Think about the fact that physicians do need to hear about what you do, right? Whether that's them being inspired that, you know, they can be multi-passionate and that's okay. And they can want to be serial entrepreneurs and that's okay. Or if it's, wow, I have a private practice and, you know, I really need to get my stuff together. And so I, I say, it's not a podcast. It's a movement of change, Right. And so I say to everyone who's listening, you have to share this episode. Like you have to share it with somebody else. This is how we create change. So, what would you say is the reason why somebody listening right now needs to share this particular episode of the podcast? Other than, of course, you're on it. But, you know, I think the number one thing is that if we can all spread this wealth and this knowledge, and help decrease stress and decrease overwhelm. Think about the number of physicians that are going to be left to help take care of our kids and our grandkids and so forth. And so to me, I do this because I'm like, we have a lot of knowledge that can be shared. And the more we can spread that, the better we are. All right, people. So you heard her. So go share <laughs> the episode. <laughs> so I would say, you know, for, for anybody, you know, who's in private practice, you definitely want to share it, but really this is for every physician, because again, there's so much to be learned from our examples, right? I, I tell this story a lot. I've probably said it many times on the podcast that when I started off, I felt crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? You have you have a, a really good paying job. You have the family, you have the kids, you have the car, you have the house. What, why, why, why are you not okay? <laughs> why are you still looking for other stuff to do? And so I felt crazy. And I would Google like physician entrepreneur, like where there there has to be other crazy people like me. Where are they? You know? And so I would go like 
that's the reason why this podcast is here. It's here so that you don't have to Google physician entrepreneur. So you can see what other quote unquote crazies are doing. <laughs> and, and this is what we're doing. So share this episode with another doctor, be part of the change, be part of the Calvary. We're not waiting for anybody to change stuff for us. There's a million of us. We're going to change it ourselves. Okay. So Dr. Heather, thank you so much for coming on the show. I was looking forward to this and thank you for what you do because you truly are, I mean, like less than 50% of practices are owned by physicians. And part of the problem is the profitability. And this is the way we fix the problems with the profitability. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, people, share it. And I will see you on the next episode of the Doctors Changing Medicine podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Now, this is too good for you to keep to yourself. So I want you to do three things. Number one, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Number two, share this episode with all the doctors in your life. Number three, share it on social media. Until next time, remember, you are a huge part of a movement changing medicine, one podcast episode at a time.